Get in-depth coverage of your favorite artists and the coolest new gear delivered to your home every month. Visit shop.premierguitar.com to sign up for a print subscription to Premier Guitar so you can take the best guitar content on earth with you anywhere. No Wi-Fi required. Everybody, this is Nick, and this is Mike, and we're from the band Elder. We're doing a little quarantine rig rundown for you today. How's it going, Mike? It's going quite well. Thank you for asking. Cool. So uh, let's uh, let's get straight to it. Do you want to tell me something about the guitar that you're playing? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, this is a guitar my friend uh, friends made for me. Um, it's a Stoll Guitars, based out of uh, Connecticut. Um, I used to work at a guitar store in New London, Connecticut, called Spindrift Guitars. Um, and my boss there, uh, Michael Whitney and uh, Mark Stolison, made this for me right before I joined Elder. Uh, and it's essentially just a Telecaster, um, but it is a very nice Telecaster. Um, it is uh, one-piece Swamp Ash, uh, Brazilian Rosewood Fingerboard, uh, one-piece Torrified Maple Neck, um, which is incredibly light and actually very good for touring because it's less resistant to like humidity and uh, climate changes um, other things uh, Glendale Bridge uh, Mark and Witt cut the Bakelite pick guard out of it um, Witt and I hand wound the pickups and that's pretty much it um, so you actually but you actually built the guitar yourself right I didn't build the guitar no oh, okay uh, uh, Mark and Witt at Stoll Guitars built this for me I just helped out um you know, they just let me help them build the pickups to make me feel good about myself. Mike's, Mike's something like our guitar tech for the band and also amp tech, and he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades when it comes to the technical stuff that neither Jack nor I, uh, nor Georg as a drummer, knows how yeah. to do. So, But um, <coughs> what made you choose a Telecaster in playing like a, in playing in a rock band like Elder? Uh, well, I got this guitar, or I ordered this guitar before I joined the band, and that's pretty much it but i you know i like country music i like jazz i like rock it's kind of a swiss army knife guitar you can kind of like fix it with a spoon if it breaks um you know but i was listening to a lot more you know bill Frizzell and stuff like that julian lodge um jacob bro and stuff like that before i joined the band and you know they're kind of my guitar heroes and they all play tellies and um i don't know i just think they're cool they're just beautifully simple um and it kind of works well on the. I, I don't think this is necessarily the ideal guitar for Elder, uh, but I think it kind of works because you know you have a humbucker guitar, I have a single coil guitar, and it kind of stays slightly out of the, you know, frequency range or whatever. Um, and it's just my only guitar. So. Not not the ideal guitar for Elder. All right, that's good. I don't already go down the right path here. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I mean, I don't have another guitar. Um, but it's just a really nice Telecaster, and it sounds good, and, you know, that's, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> um, I guess we're going to move on to the amplifier next of all. And uh, you want to just tell me about everything you're playing through today, one by one? Uh, 
sure. Uh, so this amp, um, I actually built uh, under the guidance of my former boss at Spindrift Guitars, uh, Whitney, Mike Whitney. Um, this is essentially one of his circuits. It's a Duo Voice 66R, which is kind of like uh, a Swiss Army Knife Marshall amp. Um, it's got uh, kind of like a JTM 45, and then you can kick in this other gain stage to get JCM 800-like tones, etc., um, and it's foot switchable. Um, and also, I love reverb, so I actually never use this with Elder, but it has a built-in three-knob uh, reverb unit, kind of like a Fender standalone reverb unit built into it, which is just cool. Um, it sounds great clean and distorted. And, it's pretty uh, nice and light, too. That's it's super small. Yeah, I built it so we could actually you know, fly with it and not have it you know, be that big. Um, and then Mark and Stoll... Uh, or Mark Solson carved this for me. It's a little crystal. It's cool. It's a great amp. Is there a meaning behind the crystal for you, or what's the? No, what's it the just, story? No, it just looks really cool. It's a crystal. <laughs> no, gr- no Grateful it's, it's Dead a, lore that has. Uh, it's a Herkimer diamond. It's one of the purest of crystals out there. <laughs> so there's a little. Me- Every <laughs> once in a while, you can see Mike wearing a crystal underneath that uh, shirt of his, but yes. it looks like he's not wearing it today. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just a good small amp, and it can cover a lot of different. Uh, you know, sounds, which is for us moving forth, you know, it has a great clean sound and distorted sound, uh, which is foot switchable. Um, currently, which I do not have a foot switch for it. So, but um, that's pretty much it. It's EL34, 50 watt. Um, you can run 606L6s in it um, and point to point and all that crap. So, cool. Uh, how about your cabinet? Uh, this is a high watt 412 um, that the nice people up at high watt. Uh, kind of hooked us up with um, currently it's loaded with uh, warehouse guitar speakers uh, thank you Daniel from warehouse guitar speakers um, both of our cabs are wired in uh, an X pattern um, and this has two of the warehouse guitar speakers invader 50s which are like 50 watt greenback style speakers and then uh, in my cab I have two of their uh, c12 S speakers, which are kind of a smooth cone Jensen speakers. I grew up playing Fender amps, so it's a little more in the Fender territory, if you will. Um, but aside from that, it's just a 412. It sounds really great. Um, also, we wired them up with a three input in the back, so you can split. Uh, you can run one head just to run two speakers at once, or another two speakers. Uh, or if you want, which we haven't done this yet, um, which we kind of hopefully will get into. Uh, you could actually run two uh, amp heads into this cab and have a kind of a compact stereo rig um, and have, yeah, just cover a lot of sonic territory that way. Uh, we like to give ourselves excuses to carry around as much heavy equipment <laughs> yeah. as possible. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, they're great speakers and it's a great cab. And um, I don't know. It says high on it. It looks cool. It's a speaker cabinet. It's great. Um, that's pretty much it for that. Um, Red, all right. Um, shall we move on to your pedal board? Let's move on, yeah. Um, yeah, so down here, uh, first it comes from a guitar, and then it goes into this uh, active volume pedal uh, by Bloomery, I think is the company. Um, it has a nice little wood top. It's very nice looking. Um, but it's a volume pedal, and then that goes right into, or at least currently, uh, into a wah pedal. So this is the clean tone. And then it goes into a wah, which is... Um, an RMC three wah pedal made by Tease Custom, I believe. 
It's a wah pedal. Um, and then from this, it goes into this Zvex Distortron, which I got for like 50 bucks uh, in, at a pawn shop in New London, um, which I just started using again. It's actually really a good pedal. Uh, but this works really well as kind of um, as a preamp um, for me because these are very low output pickups, so it kind of helps push my signal through all this cable and crap. Um, so. <laughs> a very nice chunk to it um at currently uh the zvex goes into this moon vibe um which is arguably my favorite pedal and most uh, hated pedal by others <laughs> uh, but this is a univibe pedal it's my f i don't know it's the only univibe pedal i've actually owned but it's one of the nicest univibe pedals and um on univibes they have two modes they have the chorus and vibrato mode and this is the only univibe pedal where you can switch between the two modes with your foot which is awesome so you get, you get the classic sort of like you see, i see the big knob on the right is that so that you can actually like toggle the settings on the fly with your foot while you're playing this one is a uh, speed control so yeah which is actually very useful um, so this is the hendrix kind of sound I use this other setting. The I actually don't know. I don't know if it's the chorus mode or whatever, but I use this pretty often. Just very slow. Just kind of gives a little wiggle to everything, you know. Um, um, it also functions as a boost to also further push stuff downstream. Uh, from here, we currently go into this Hudson Broadcast, which is new. Um, I got this in when we were on tour in. Porto, um, and I forget his name, but the guy at Strat Gear, who's a, like a boutique pedal store, actually delivered to me by him. He's a super cool dude. I forget his name, but uh, thank you to that dude. Thank you, cool dude. Yeah, thank you, cool we dude. We shall Porto remain on StratGear.com. Check him out. They're really nice. Uh, but this is a really cool pedal. Um, I actually use this a lot on the forthcoming album. Um, as you know, it's kind of a lighter distortion. <laughs> got two channels so is there anything different between this and a regular uh fuzz or distortion pedal does it have any sort of like different guts to it you know nick actually it does uh instead of uh transistor based distortion it's uh, i believe has a transformer to kind of emulate like um Maybe old Neve consoles, hence the broadcast, I think, or like old radio consoles. Um, this is I apparently made in the UK, uh, but it's really kind of like the the JHS color box. Then I think that's also like a Neve console uh, base pedal. I, I don't know. I've never played that. So, but yeah, I mean, those are both similar. It's got good tone shaping capabilities. I remember when we were recording the record, there was a lot of versatility out of that one, which is pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And it's also great because it is two channels, so you know. <laughs> If you really want to juice it up, you know, channel two. I don't know. 
it just sounds great, and it also works well with all the other pedals. <laughs> Um, it's just a little more clear than other fuzz pedals and such, um, which is great. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to use that on the road. Um, but yeah, this is all over the f- new album. And then, cool. What's after that in the chain? After this, we go down to this pedal, uh, which is a Creepy Fingers uh, sound distorter pedal. Um, this is made by Brad uh, from the basis of Fu Manchu, who's this really nice dude. Um, and this is based off a Schaller fuzz that I think he designed, or I believe that he designed with the guitarist of uh, the band Dunian, uh, Rainafisk. Rainafisk? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, I didn't know there's any connection between those. Yeah, so this is like essentially a fuzz face pedal, but just like a little different. Um, also capable of a bunch of different sounds. It's got a bias control so you can get shitty velcro sound that's cool it's kind of like the amp is sputtering out and dying yeah it sounds like a very classic I never actually use it you should use it it's cool it's just a good sounding Fuzz face. Um, you have a lot of gain stages, one after the other. How are you? How are you using those on the on the tracks? Are like in live performance? Is there like specific functions for all of that? Um, well, I mean, with the new stuff, for sure. Um, I mean, the fourth coming out, which nobody's heard yet. Uh, I just kind of, st- I mean, this pedal actually is often on a lot of times. So a lot of times, I'll actually set the amp to be relatively clean, or at least in our relative terms. Uh, and then have the distortion tone coming from a pedal. Um, and then that way, when you step on a further distortion pedal downstream, you actually have a lot more headroom to kind of pop out. Because if your amp is super distorted already, you really can't get any louder or dynamics out of it. It just turns to mud. It's basically the way I've been playing for like almost the entire career. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I come from a different background. So I grew up, or before I joined Elder, I was playing like a lot of psychedelic country grateful dead type music super clean shit uh so coming to this band it was everything was super disordered and life-changing life-changing yes deep revelations uh but yeah it's mostly this board is just a bunch of different gain pedals with slightly different textures and sounds all right so what's uh uh, what's after the creepy fingers so after this we go into uh a basic audio scarab deluxe which i believe is a tone bender based circuit, um, just with a bunch of controls. Uh, right now, I have the fuzz almost all the way off. So, pretty similar to this, just a little bit more sharp. But it can also just do really heavy, doomy shit. That's the fuzz pedal you kick on when it's time for a real doom riff. Fuck yeah. Super woolly, even for a single coil pickup, it sounds really thick. Yeah. yeah. 
that's why I tend to use like something like this to kind of push it everything through. These are very yeah, whatever. I think these are uh, about seven and a half k output. Say I'm the nerd, so <laughs> I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, well, actually I do, but yeah. All right, so, cool. So what's last? You got a couple Strymon pedals a couple and a weird gray box that weird. looks like it's last in the chain. Weird gray box is indeed last in the chain. Um, so out of the basic audio, uh, we go into an El Capistan delay pedal. Everybody knows what it is. It's a tape delay thing. I have this uh, favorite switch. So normally I keep it on the fixed mode just for... I don't know, Echoplex, whatever the hell it is. And then the button here switches it to the multi-head mode, so kind of like a space echo. That sort of thing. Um, and it's a Strymon El Capistan. It's awesome. It's simple. And then out of this, we finally go into the Strymon Flint. Uh, it really needs no introduction. It's a reverb tremolo thing. So I use this often in... You know, uh, Falling Veil, for example. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, then you put the tremolo on. Um, yeah, that's it. Actually, this, one of my favorite sounds is actually when you stack uh, a univibe with the tremolo, so you get two different LFO speeds. So you got like one going slower. It's Something like that would be really nice in stereo. Get the whole like no, wideness yeah. of field. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, it's a Shaman Flint. It's great. Psyched out, brother. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's a great pedal. Eventually, it'd be cool to run this stuff in stereo. Um, but nothing too crazy on the board. Uh, what's, then, what's the one that's off the board? You want to tell me about that? Yeah, this uh, weird gray box is just a... It's a kind of like a Fender Twin preamp, so an AB763 preamp, um, just w built out of some spare parts that I had lying around. Um, so it's a full-voltage, point-to-point circuit, and similar to this, the Storstron pedal, um, I used it mainly just on as a preamp, because uh, sometimes when you're using various backline, do you you know, get a really shitty sounding amp. And you can use it to dial in, like, different tones. That never happens. Come on. Never, never happens. Never happens. So, no preamp. And then with it, it's... But you can get a lot of volume out of it. It's a, a tube preamp. So that's pretty much it for now. Um, and then similar to you, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's always um, coming in and off the board. But yeah, we're always experimenting with different pedals. Um, and pretty much every pedal you see in front of us has been used uh, throughout the last two, you know, the last record and the last Gold and Silver EP uh, and some stuff before that. Um, like this is a very funky and weird pedal that I love. has a lot of your hair on it. 
Uh, but this is a uh, Montreal Assembly Count of Five, which I got a couple years ago. And this just makes really weird fucking sounds. Like Drony stuff, loops on loops. Yeah, you half can... speed, double speed kind of stuff, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, there's a couple different modes where one mode that I think you used to use it on tour with the Taurus, right? Yeah. yeah, we were doing a tour where I was using the Taurus in that to loop something. I don't remember. Yeah. It never worked out particularly well <laughs> for me, but yeah. we tried it. Um, but you can make like little, like kind of like a freeze pedal. You can just make a little sample um, and then get three different pitches out of it if you so desire. Or you can kind of do like a, just a lot of really cool reverse sounds and just just weird fucking stuff. I think we both have a, a love affair for these pedals that are really weird but don't necessarily have application within the Elder framework. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like all my most expensive pedals that I spent the most time like finding, I actually very seldomly ever use in this band. Like this pedal, kind of hard to find, uh, but super cool. We use it on the last rec on the forthcoming record um, for just a lot of like the ambient uh, noodly tidbits. Um, and that's pretty much it for this pedal, but um, there's a Ventress Reverb, which I used on the next album. Uh, also, shout out to this pedal. Um, this is a really cool fuzz pedal, which also is covered in hair. Maybe close up in the, in the close cam. Ah, yes. Can you see it here? Yeah, here we go. So this pedal, um, we actually have a couple of these. Uh, this is made by our friend Daniel up in Bergen, Norway. Uh, and his company's called Fjord Fuzz. And this is kind of his take on a super fuzz that he designed uh, designed with the basis of one of our favorite bands, uh, Motorcycle. Who are Ben Sather? Yes, very nice guy. Killer basis. Killer uh, band. If you don't know him, check, check out, out Motorcycle. Motorcycle. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you like Elder vibes, definitely check out. Take it ride on the motorcycle. Uh, but yeah, he made this for actually Jack, our bassist, um, for our last studio session, and unfortunately got caught up in customs, so we didn't sadly use it uh but it's just a bitchin bass fuzz and it just also just looks really cool it's got cool knobs it's huge so uh thank you daniel check out field fuzz um and that's yeah i mean we have some uh, i used westwood on the f last two records uh i have another basic audio pedal called the future man which is like a overdrive color sound overdriver pedal um also really cool overdrive fuzz thing kind of like this but it's what david gilmore used on a lot of his recordings um the whammy it's a whammy i've used that but it has weird noises and stuff like that uh that's pretty much it so uh back again so here we are with uh mr nick DeSalvo's rig rundown um so let's just jump right into it uh let's start off with this wonderful guitar uh you want to tell me some details about the guitar yeah sure so uh this is my primary guitar that i'm playing in elder Right now, for many years, I was using an SG61 reissue, but I finally ponied up the cash to have a nice guitar made for me by Dunnable. Uh, our buddy Sasha and um, his partner Aaron, or Jerry, uh, they have a cool shop in LA, friends of ours. So uh, after playing one of his guitars, I think at a, at a festival in Las Vegas or California, I needed to have one. So yeah, I had him build, build me this one. It's based off of uh, one of their standard body types, the Yeti, and I had it customized to my specs. It's got a swamp ash body, which is pretty light and nice and resonant. Maple neck, uh, jumbo frets. Jumbo. Uh, what the hell is this nut called? Torx or something? Tusk. T uh, no, it's not tusk. It's like a it, one of their deluxe. You know, I, I all the bells and whistles. I had them really uh, put all the nice stuff on for me. 
It's pretty simple controls. It's only got one tone selector, uh, one tone knob, and one volume knob, and then the pickup selector. And it's got a kill button, which I didn't ask for, but actually they ended up putting in because I think the pick guard was already drilled for that, uh, for the selector to be in this position. But it ended up being pretty cool and kind of useful sometimes. Yeah. Um, that's about it. I, I actually had some other pickups put in other than the standard Direwolf ones that they uh, the guitar came with. And the These new are, pickups are? They're Lawler Imperial Humbuckers. Yeah. Any difference in tone or obviously? It's yeah, they're not super high output. Um, they're, I, I guess they're somewhere around like the 10K range maybe, 11K, something like that. A little lower. I think they're more like classic PAF. Classic PAF, yeah, for sure. No, it's cool. Um, gives me a little more headroom. I was having kind of screechy issues with the Direwolf because we're running things really loud often. So, loud. Yeah, yeah, that's the guitar. Um, I have a couple other guitars, but I think uh, this is the one that I've been using on tours. Normally, we're too cheap to try and bring more than one guitar on a tour, so I'm just going to yeah. use this one for yeah, this for this demonstration. And do you notice any like difference between this and your SG, like in like tuning stability stuff like that? Because your SG has an incredibly oh yeah world of difference. Thin. I mean, this guitar just feels incredibly solid compared yeah. to the SG. I mean, those are notorious for going out of tune yeah. and just being kind of. It's a cool guitar because it's wonky. You can really play with the neck on yeah. this. There's like absolutely no give. I mean, you can you have to really strain to, to get a little bit of uh, wobble out of it. Whereas the SG, you just you know do that and then it would be out of tune immediately. Yeah. So yeah, for, for definitely this thing is fucking rock solid and sounds great. It plays great. Check out Donable Guitars. Donable Guitars, folks. Um, all right, I think that's it for the guitar, right? Um, other yeah. specs, like scale length, it's like a Fender scale length, 25 and a half, right? That, I don't know, to be honest. I never, I'm not really that much of a gear nerd when it comes to guitars. So. It's got a little longer scale length, longer 25 scale. and a half. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to the high watt. Let's take talk this about out. that. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of a high watt freak. I I got really hooked on them because my first tube amp was a Sound City 120 that had been modded. To I mean, the guy who modded it told me it was going to be like a DR103, which is their uh, 100 watt yeah. tube head. Um, but it's actually it, that Sound City sounded nothing like it because it was super crunchy. Yeah. Um, had a really unique character. I mean, kind of like a high watt where like plenty of chime. It's got like a classic British sound, yeah. but um, kind of a Franken amp. But anyhow, that's what turned me on to high watt, and uh, this is our European backline that we're showing off over here. Yeah. The Sound City is in the U.S. backline, uh, and so here I have two high watt custom fifties. Um, they're both from the seventies. This one's from seventy four. This one's from seventy six, I believe. One's a four input. This one's a two input. I'm usually using this uh, four input because you can jump to the channels to get some more gain out of it and some more EQ possibilities. Yeah, with that very nice jumper cable. Awesome jumper cable. It just barely fits. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> uh, and this is my backup over here. But you no Do you notice any difference between, like, the older four-input one, uh, which I believe are more desirable, you know, collectible, versus yeah. the modern, more modern two-input ones? Is there any difference? I mean, I think you can, you can come close to getting exactly the same sound out of both of these, depending on, like, how you're EQing it. Yeah. And uh, they both sound cool. I like this one just because of the jumping possibilities. You can get more gain out of it, and I think it sounds a little less bitey somehow. Yeah, this one is definitely a little like sharper, because no. I, I used to use it sometimes for practice, and, and this one's definitely a little brighter or tighter sounding. I don't know; it has a little less like low end somehow, but they sound pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, they sound pretty. They sound pretty similar. They're both cool amps. Yeah, um, yeah. Running it through this high watt cab, which uh, had Fane, I think Chinese Fane speakers originally when we got it, yeah. but we switched them out for some warehouse guitar speakers. Yeah, 
Uh, this one's got two like greenback style, the warehouse greenback speakers, and two of their vintage thirty kind of style. Uh, also X yeah. pattern. So, yeah. I think right now the greenback is mic'd up. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's the cab. I'm just kind of like the whole thing. My whole sound is a, like a, a loud British tube amplifier, and then some pedals. It's a pretty classic sound. It's pretty standard. So that's why I really like the high watts. I also like Marshalls, you know that kind of stuff. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, also, just a loud uh, tube uh, Shout out to our friends at Highwatt, Arv and crew for um, kind of getting this cabs for us. Yeah, also, so as you can see, we have tons of Highwatt stuff. Yeah, uh, ton of Highwatt stuff. A lot of it, or at least the cabinets, we can thank Highwatt for. So, yeah. Also, uh, warehouse guitar dudes, Daniel specifically for shipping us all these speakers to Berlin. Um, they sound great, and they're on the new record and sound a lot better. So, um, thank you. Uh, so, Nick, you want to show me uh, what's going on with your pedal board, like the order of operation and such? Yeah, first I'm using, first I'm going into uh, this plus pedal right now, which is kind of like a freeze. It's it's almost like a piano sustain pedal, but it allows you to freeze the note of a of the guitar or whatever instrument you're using. You can even like put it into groups of multiple notes so you can build chords on top of each other. Mm. This isn't always on my board. In fact, this board is just kind of like, it's now using all the pedals that we're having fun with at the practice space, but not necessarily all on tour, but we figure it's all the cool toys that we can show the viewers. So yeah, it starts off with the plus, which can make kind of like swelling droning noises and it goes straight into the Benson preamp. But, uh, so you can kind of like sustain a note if you want. And I use that for like the beginning of the falling veil where there's just a, a droning chord going on. Yeah, just a, like a weird, not that useful all the time, but it's a cool pedal. Yeah, it's fucking pretty cool. Uh, and I have that going first into the Benson preamp, like I said, which is kind of giving the, the grittier tone character to the amp. I'm running it right now pretty clean for me because the newer material that we're playing has a lot more clean parts, a lot more dynamics than some of the older stuff, which was just straight fuzz all the time. Yeah. So I'm kind of using it like a two-channel amp with the Benson giving like a like a gainy channel. So like this yeah, would be like a, a little crunch to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's kind of like usually the bass tone that I'm using in most Elder songs, you know, like Gemini. Or back in the day, I was just cranking the shit out of an amp. Now I'm using this preamp pedal so that you can have a little more headroom and not blow everyone's face off if you're playing in like a, a venue in Belgium where you have a 100 decibel limit or something. Yeah. And like versatility, too. That's what I was saying before. That it's nice to have an amp that's a little cleaner and you totally. can like stack a bunch of stuff on top of it and it doesn't turn to mud. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's going into this Lele volume pedal. It's an active volume pedal with uh, also a 10 dB boost in it that's currently not being used. So I just use it oftentimes to even just turn off the guitar in between song or just you know modulate distortion if you want to go from like a clean tone to a little gritty tone in one fell swoop. Which is what we do at the beginning of Dead Root Stirring. like a band-aid sweet it looks like a big band-aid yeah but it's cool um that's going into this mxr cae wah which is a, just a classic sounding wah pedal it's cool it's got two different inductors so that you can switch between like the classic 
Faisal, um, Faisal, Faisal sound, which I think was like a just the old Dunlop Hendrix kind of wah sound, and yes. I don't know. It's a, I don't I don't know too much about wahs to be perfectly honest, but it's got a, another boost if you want to like lift the solos that you're doing with it. <laughs> So it has a built-in boost in it. It also has a boost that you can take in or out. Like uh, huh. I didn't actually. This whole that. pedal board is kind of obnoxious just because it's got like so many different gain stages, and it goes yeah. from like kind of quiet to really loud to louder to even louder yeah. all the time. Yeah. Everything's got a fucking boost in it, and half the time that. I don't remember what I've got like dialed in or not. So, Scree- Screechville, you know. Yeah, I didn't know actually had a boost in it. Yeah. So I'm um, learning something here as well. Yeah, because some of the waz, I think they have like we. I don't know. I've I've played some waz where they're just they sound really quiet. So this you can at least yeah. like dial in to be the right volume. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to take us uh, the Nexon chain or yeah or what song do you you don't you don't really use a wah pedal that much anymore, right? I use the wah mostly, honestly, as kind of like an envelope filter. Yeah. I'm not you. I mean, I I'll sometimes turn it on for a solo to just uh, like to cut the low end and give the high end a little lift so that it just like sticks out over everything. Or there's some parts like, I think from the self-titled, I w- there's like a, a song where I'm using the wah just, just as like a, a high pass filter, I think. No, actually I don't use it like that. But anyhow, I like to use it just to kind of like, not, not so much to do like the, the cheesy wah shit, but like to just kind of use it as an envelope filter. I don't use it that much. And to get further into wah geekdom, do you use a specific inductor more often? I don't remember which one's which, to be honest. Yeah. There's like a light that tells you which one is. I think I'm, it's like one of those things I'm always playing live, and I'm like, oh, wait, something's wrong with the wah. I'm going to switch the other button, in the, but I don't even remember which one's which. Yeah. No. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then that goes into the, the gain stage of the board, which is um, Black Arts Coven. It's a two-in-one deal. It's their Pharaoh pedal and the Black Forest Boost. And the Pharaoh is the pedal that I've been using the longest as a fuzz. It's like on every Elder record, it's kind of like the Elder fuzz tone. Um, Classic Elder fuzz tone. Yeah, and I never found a fuzz that I liked it better. Uh, and, and when mine finally busted after years and years of touring, um, the, the company sent me this Coven pedal, which is cool. I use the Boost sometimes, but... There's just so much gain already going on. I don't really always need it. Uh, but the Pharaoh, yeah, that's the tone you can hear on like every song, like self-titled stuff. Uh, right up to the new loud. stuff. Yeah. And the boost is cool too. Like um, I think I use it in the Falling Veil sometimes to go from in the verse uh, into the, yeah, into the vocal verse part. A little more nasally. Yeah. Just yeah. Poke out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. And then that goes into this um Stomp Underfoot Rams Head 75. It's uh a that's co- a big muff, right? Just yeah, it's a big muff. Yeah. This company's making big muff. I don't. I don't know if they're, I don't know if I should call them clones or like rebuilds of old big muffs uh, based on the old circuitry. And he's doing like a ton of super specific, like down to the year, down to the faceplate kind of thing. And this one's uh, again another pedal that I had the, the dude sent to me out of the kindness of his heart, and I fucking love it. It's just like 
again goes from like massive rhythm fuzz tones to uh, I use it for leads right now because I'm using the Pharaoh for all of my like rhythm tones, but. <laughs> Yeah, right on. It's like uh, and you've had that pedal for a good while too, right? You've used it on reflections and stuff too, right? Yeah, I've, I've used this on a couple records, I think. And one of my first pedals ever was uh, a Big Muff, one of the U.S. like silver faceplate Big Muffs. So I've always loved that tone, and I find this to be like way nicer than any actual Big Muff I've ever played. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. Right on. Uh, that's all the fuzz that's going on here. That's going out into this Mooger Fuger 12-stage phaser, which uh, I don't, don't really know what to say about that. I think it's, like, one of the nicest-sounding phasers out there. I don't find too much use for the phaser. It's one of those pedals that, like, better, you know, use less than more. But I do find it's cool with, like, leads especially. <laughs> It's a, it's a fucking cheesy tone, but it's cool. That's fucking cool, yeah. Sounds like an airplane or something. Yeah. yeah. But this one gets really crazy, too, which is fun, uh, because it's got, like, this twelve it, 6 or 12 stage, and you can get it to, like, modulate really fast, so you can also get it, like, all sorts of really fucked up tones. That's totally usable and beautiful, isn't it? Used it on, on the on omens for that that one phaser part. Oh, shit, oh yeah, for sure. Whatever it was. Forget what it uh, was. There's there's a part on the record. I guess it that'll probably be out by the time cool. anyone sees it's this. Like a laser but, gun. Yeah. yeah, laser gun exactly. Yeah. Um, That's that. Right on. It's also huge, which is cool. Um, so from the phaser, what comes next? I actually forget. Right, I th- uh, yeah, this is going into the Empress Ecosystem, one of these two big boxy pedals with a bunch of LEDs on it. It's a, it's a digital delay pedal that's got two delay engines, so you can run them like stacked on top of each other or do left, right, out, or um, run them in series if, you wanna, like, if you're running it as a stereo pedal. Yeah. Right now this is mono. But yeah, it's got, like, just, it's got a bunch of different algorithms for every kind of delay thing you would want from tape delay analog delay digital delay um bunch of weird modulated stuff there's some ambient modes i basically only use it for the analog delay and the uh digital delay but i have it hooked up to this expression pedal which is on the far right of the board too so you can like you can program it to control certain parameters i use it with the regen so that you can choose how long you want the delay to go on That's just a, I think that's a digital mode, so there's no coloration going on, but I also have like some tape stuff going on. So it doesn't like, uh, you mean it doesn't like oscillate, right? Yeah, but this one will.
cool. Yeah, it's got a bunch of presets, which I find useful for all the songs that have different, even like tempo subdivisions, that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, delay is one of those effects that I just keep getting deeper and deeper into the older I get. First, it was like the MXR carbon copy, just like a very simple, no yeah. tap tempo, no nothing. Now there's this. Yeah. That's got, again, all these pedals, they have so many fucking parameters, I hardly remember like what I'm doing with it half the time. But it's it's a cool pedal, it's a cool company, and it's built like a tank. And that's going into another delay, which I haven't never used on the road. I just recently bought this. Is the Maris Polymoon. Um, it's a, it's an, it's it's kind of made to emulate old rack delays from the '80s, I think. Kind of like, mm. and also allows you to get like Frank Zappa weird uh, experimental delay nice. tones and shit. Because it's got also like a, it's got a phaser in it, and there's also a flanger, I think. Cool. And it's a pretty deep pedal, like all the Maris stuff that I've just kind of got hooked on recently. I'm using it a lot at home, especially with my synthesizers and just making weird tones, but I really like it. Um, different. Yeah, you can set this to different. Um, it's almost like a tape head thing, different like rhythms that it's, it's mm -hmm. delaying into. And there's all sorts of weird like filtering options. I have the preset pedal up here because I kept getting lost in it. So now I have some presets. It's got like a, here's a weird one I have. A lot of like weird Blade Runner kind of textures. I think that's like taking the delay signal and, and running it in fifths, like up a, up a scale somehow. Step sequence. Or yeah. Something. Um, but yeah, it's just another delay pedal that I've been having a lot of fun with recently. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And the last thing in the chain I is mean, you, the... you literally just got that. Like, yeah, I just got that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's, we're, we're, we're on lockdown right now. There's not a lot to do. Luckily, I bought some pedals like right before the virus hit Germany. I've just been spending a lot of time indoors yeah. with the toys. The yeah, twisting the knobs. All right, groovy. Uh, so after the Maris, uh, we go into the Empress, the other Empress reverb pedal, right? Yeah. And um, this is a pedal I'm not really using that much on the live rig either, but it's nice. It's it's similar to the ecosystem. It's got just a bunch of different reverb algorithms. Yeah. It's also hooked up to the expression pedal, so you can control whatever parameters you want. Right now I've got it on a swell mode. Where the wet and dry is controlled by the expression pedal. have your expression pedal controlling both your emperor's pedals yeah yeah right. it's, it's got two outs so it's plugged into both of them right now cool um yeah you can control them together you can control them independent of each other uh depending on what you've got programmed to run with what but uh, here's like a here's the ghost mode which is cool That gives the the reverb trail a little bit of subtle modulation to kind of make it like spooky somehow. All right, that's that. That's the whole board. It's 
Pretty cool board. Yeah, man. A lot man. of different sounds. Yeah. Cool fuzz tones and shit. Um, well, I think that wraps it up for us. I think us. that wraps it up, yeah. I think we're uh, going to cut to our main man, Jack, back in the good old USA. Yeah. And um, Sorry we won't see everybody on tour in May like we were planning. Yeah. You'll be able to check out these boards in person loud and live, but the uh, situation is as it is. Crazy, safe, crazy reality dictates crazy, crazy uh, circumstantial choices. So I guess we're gonna yeah. gonna see everyone when we can. But stay safe in there, stay indoors, stay further away from Mike than I'm standing right now, if you can. And uh, yeah, the new album's coming out in on April 24th. So check it out. Yo yo, Premier Guitar Jack from Elder here. About to give you the rig rundown right now. Rig it up. Uh, I guess we'll start off with the bass here that I'm playing. Here I have a mid-70s, I believe it's a 76 Rickenbacker 4001. Uh, it's a beautiful bass, it plays excellent, and was procured from Michael Brisberg, a uh, guitarist and elder, uh, from his old guitar shop, or a buddy of his in Connecticut. Uh, love this bass, we'll, we'll have it in my casket when I pass. So here's the uh, current board I've been fiddling around with at home. It's Pretty much what I use on every tour too. Um, so obviously we're gonna start off with the the tuner, the TU tuna. Uh, you know I've had that thing forever, and it still works. I love the thing. And here we go. We got the Cali 76 compressor. I have that first in the chain to slam the hell out of my signal and make everything uh, nice and even uh, as far as the levels go. Uh, next is the Earthquaker devices, Grand Orbiter phaser. Uh, we'll throw that on during the jammy parts, just, you know, widen the sound a little bit. Uh, here's the uh, Electromonics Big Muff, the little clone that they made, or the, the reissue that they made. I actually have a uh, original Bubble Letter Big Muff, but it's super finicky, and I'm still trying to find somebody who can actually fix it. It uh, proves harder than you would think. Uh, here is Creepy Fingers uh, Fuzz, made by Brad from Fu Manchu. It um, is a mixture of, of a muff and a rat. I uh, don't really know many of the specifics, but sounds ripping. Not too gamey, but gives gives an extra push. It's my main fuzz that I use. Uh, here's the Nightwire, which is a uh, frequency-shifting tremolo. Uh, kind of has some weird, phasey tremolo effects. It is uh, what it is the effect that's used on the beginning of Visancy on the Gold and Silver Sessions, uh, that weird harmonic uh, uh, like 5-4 picking pattern and then everything goes through the Sans Amp bass driver uh, really good for the live setting it's an excellent DI than you know a shitty venue DI that they'll, they'll supply you with and it also lets me go uh, parallel out to what I've been fiddling around with most recently which is running two amps at the same time and now we'll get to that alrighty so here's my pride and joy it's uh, a mid-70s Model T. It's in pretty damn good shape. I got it from some dude in California, that new elder, and he, he kind of hooked it up uh, with sending it out and everything. I got it about 10, nine years ago, I think. Uh, still works since day one. I love this thing. It's dirty, too. It's super dirty. So I've been recently balancing it out with my son 190L, which is probably the cleanest tube amp I've ever heard. <laughs> It just doesn't break up at all. So 
the mixture of the two sounds quite incredible. Uh, also, the Model T just through an Ampeg 8x10 fridge and playing the 190L through this old blonde Fender 1x15 that I bought in Quincy, Massachusetts a dog's age ago. So, uh, all right, I'm going to turn them on, let them rip, and rock and roll from your guitar. Jack Melder, signing out. Bring it up!